So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. How to, live, <laughs> how to deliver feedback and more things from the Ray Dalio principle summary from the alanchang.com website, you're gonna see. And with that being said, I actually fucking up the whole fucking intro. Hello, welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics fucking podcast. And I'm pretty fucking pumped to be here as fucking always. Because it is just great to sit here and talk about things that matter to me and I am passionate about. And it's just great. And it also feels great for me um, that I'm actually also doing something that makes sense. And that I'm actually also doing something that is somehow smart and that it is not quite wasting my time. For sure, um, a few of the things that I might be doing in the course of actually my social media kind of thing are maybe a waste of time or were maybe a waste of time, but... At the time, I'm really, yeah, being productive, which is something that I incredibly love because this is who I am. This is what I do and this is what I really need also. You know, I really hate to sit around and do nothing. I just don't like it. For sure, sometimes it is totally fine, and um, but I just have to do things. I really have to do things that I kind of feel like are good or that they are making sense or that they are not just wasted time. But as I said already in the intro, we are going ahead with the Ray Dalio Principle Summary from the alanchang.com website, which is, by the way, if I haven't said enough, an amazing website. It really is. If you really need something like just, yeah, book summaries and or if you're willing to read books pretty fast, but you do not want to kind of, yeah, first of all, pay for it and you do not want to just miss out a lot of things because this is actually kind of the truth for a lot of book summaries you know they're missing out a lot of things but these summaries are so incredibly detailed and i'm not affiliated to him um to alan chang definitely not but it is just a great website and i just really want you to get the best fucking things and if i'm discovering something for sure i'm gonna tell you also something that i've discovered is that my instagram account is somehow just really performing badly and just just so worse you know, it hasn't been so kind of bad for, like, ever. Like, it has never, ever been so bad. And I don't actually know why. Um, maybe I'm going to figure it out somehow. Maybe it will just, you know, kind of regulate itself once again. Maybe I should just, you know, use different hashtags. And maybe I'm going to do this today. But I'll see. And what I also see is that my fucking towel is as well, which just again... On my fucking closet and this shouldn't be the case this should not be the case also good thing to notice that you should not actually kind of rip out your fucking uh, door of your closet it's not a good idea but yeah uh, let's see what they're saying about delivering feedback this is actually a topic that I've been going through so often you know, especially also in this summary, there's uh, there has been a section in terms of uh, feedback already, which is, yeah, somehow, yeah, well, you know, it was in a section of his personal life or personal life advice, and this is now for your work life. So it's maybe it's something different. I 
for example, actually do not remember what I was talking about in the other section. So therefore it's going to be great. But I've once been gone through on this channel um, through how to get... Uh, no, thank you for the feedback on the powermoves.com website, if I remember correctly, which was basically a book about giving feedback and why it is important and how you should do it and whatsoever. And it was a great book, I guess, at least. So if you want to check it out, maybe search for it on the search bar if you are on YouTube. If you're on a podcast, I think it's definitely a little bit better if you just search for it on, uh, on, on Google or something. And I guess you're going to be just pretty quickly um, to actually find it. But yeah, uh, delivering feedback. Reflect what is succeeding and not in proportion to the actual situation. So reflect what is succeeding and not in the proportion to the actual situation. Don't try to balance compliments and criticism for its own sake. Instead of celebrating how great we are, focus on where we need to improve, since that's how we got to be great. Even though, you know, I would actually say that you should definitely point out good things. But for sure, like, yeah, actually trying to balance it somehow, because actually only for the sake, for the sake of balancing it, Summer is something that a lot of people are doing and a lot of people also think and, and also I kind of think about and I'm pretty happy that I'm now reading it and but still like you know you should totally praise the person like you should not always or, or only sorry only uh, be focusing on the things you have to improve for sure this is very important and whatsoever but I kind of feel like that um, when it actually is only things that that you have to improve in, which is actually then like, okay, you know, you're not as good as you should be at this certain thing at the moment. And it kind of feels like, okay, um, criticism. It really feels like criticism. And just only giving criticism to the person you're talking to might not actually be the best thing for him or her. So I guess just a little bit of praise and a little bit of compliment is never ever wrong. You know, at least, you know, it should be honest. You know, you should not just compliment the person or just kind of say something nice only for the sake of saying something nice. Like, yeah, you know, it's just got to be honest. Um, clarify whether the weakness or mistake is indicative of a trainee's total evaluation. From a superior position, one errant, which actually is offending, guilty, culpable, misbehaving, deliquent and lawless, uh, one errant comment could make someone afraid of being fired. Actually, kind of the truth. It really fucking is. And I just really think that there are a lot of people who are just really feared and afraid of being fired. For some people, I believe it is not. It is not that bad. For sure, I guess you know. For almost all the people, it is bad. But for some people who are just really kind of, I think, are poor or they do not have kind of this high standard of living at the point of time and if they're just gonna lose their fucking job it's gonna yeah everything's gonna break down and it wouldn't be nice so i don't know uh, for sure i think uh, you have to kind of just you kind of have to look for what what you're saying like and you should all also kind of yeah you should also kind of just adapt to what you're saying and how you're saying it especially in terms of the person or just in relation to the person because if this person is really like sensitive and really is like okay you're gonna say one false thing and one wrong thing 
she's gonna cry or he's gonna cry yeah i don't know like for sure you can't be too nice and you can't be like yeah you know everything is okay even though it's not this is total bullshit as well but just being nice just being kind and just not kind of fucking his or her day i guess you know, I do think that I, that you know what I mean. You know, it's it's kind of hard to express sometimes, totally. Sometimes it's totally kind of, uh, yeah, very difficult to express what I'm, what I'm thinking about. Because most often, you know, these things that I cannot express are kind of, yeah, so, so adaptive and are so just, yeah, they really change with the situation. But let's go on. Accuracy and kindness are the same thing. The greatest gift you can give and receive is the power to be successful. A management relationship should feel like skiing together, doing things by trial and error, encouraging good good back and forth and for fourths like forward, you know. Uh, exhort people to focus on whether the feedback is true, rather the uh, implications of that feedback. Or rather that in then rather than the implications of that feedback. As a manager, you can say, does this sound accurate to you? Um, I think it's very important that you're over-communicating. This is something that, I've, that I will always be talking about, I guess, because I've really seen it as something so incredibly important. It really fucking is. It totally fucking is. Because... Like, communication is something that's very difficult. Like, it is very difficult. And I think you as a leader and you as a manager should always give the other person uh, a chance to actually say, I haven't understood this. Because sometimes people actually fear to, to say it, which is, I think, totally okay and totally understandable, especially if they're talking with their leader. And totally it comes up to uh, how you are as a leader, if you're very dominant, if you're very, like, kind of yeah <laughs> a dictator or something then um i guess they're just having a pretty hard time to actually talk to you and to actually be honest with you and tell you like okay you know this is something i haven't understood and this is something that that i do not get and i think as a leader you should be the force that is actually encouraging the people to say something like this and i guess by saying like does this sound accurate to you or does this sound right to you or does this make sense for you is just a great way, you know, even though I don't particularly know if this was actually about this, I actually don't know, but um, yeah. Then learn about them and have frank conversations about root causes. Remind them about, about pain and the need to reflection and truth finding. Let them see their failures so clearly they are motivated to change them. Good point, actually, good point, because it is very important that you just make them change it themselves. You can change it for them, and you can make them change it for you. Like, as an outside force, it is, yeah, it is not possible to move a person. You know, this person uh, just has to have this intrinsic kind of need to, to actually do something. Like, motivation is something that's this is quite interesting and it really is like, you know, if you just tell somebody, even though you're the boss and whatsoever, they do not got, they just don't do something if they're not motivated from the inside. Like this intrinsic, as I said, intrinsic motivation 
versus the extrinsic motivation, the intrinsic will always be just way higher. And, um, or maybe even the extrinsic isn't there actually because people won't change. People really won't change anything unless they want it themselves. But yeah, uh, decision points. Keeping people in jobs they are not suited for is to toxic system-wide. Which is actually true, you know, and it is not also, not only kind of really toxic for the company, it is really toxic for the person itself or for the person. And and you shouldn't really do this if you really kind of know this, okay? Um, also, I think, you know, when it's your coworker, when you really see that your coworker is in a position they are not suited for. And, and there you also have to be very careful about how you communicate it because for sure some people might not like that if somebody comes up to them and is like, okay, I guess this position is not that good for you, especially if it's a co-worker. So just communication, <laughs> as said, very difficult and very kind of dangerous as well. But, but I don't know, you know, for the company itself, it really is toxic because there are going to be failures. There are going to be some mistakes. There are going to be things that shouldn't be there and things that shouldn't be made, at least on such a scale, I guess, at least. So, I don't know. You know, either, you know, as he was pointing out in, in upper parts of the summary that we've gone through in yesterday's episode, you either have to fire this person or suit them just, yeah, or, or give them another position. Like, but the problem there is, which is something that I've also pointed out in last day's episode, is that you shouldn't create work, you know, at my point of view at least. Maybe some people do it, maybe it is even somehow great in some occasions for some people whatsoever, but I really think like that, and I even think that he actually pointed it out himself, so Ray Dalio, the author of this book, but if you do just not have or do just not need another workforce. If you do not need another employee, you shouldn't get one. Like you shouldn't actually create somehow work to kind of hire someone. Like, yeah, you know, maybe, you know, it is totally something different if you want to expand and if you want to just do something else or if you want to bring in something else into your, into your company, like, okay, you've always been like an, an marketing agency with only traditional marketing. And now you decide, okay, because, you know, it's quite everywhere. You just need social media marketing as well and or online and digital marketing. And therefore you decide to just hire someone. You know, this is something completely different. This is something um, that makes sense that you're getting another person. Maybe you should actually, um, no, not actually. Like, it would make sense that you actually hire the people first and hire hire the people first, yeah, and then get another client. Because I don't know if it wouldn't be just, you know, not that good if you actually get the client first and then the employees because it maybe takes a lot of time to actually hire the people, even though um, people as, as Gary Vee, for example, say that you shouldn't be too, too kind of... Um, is there actually a word choosy? Like, you know, choose... Like it's going to take a lot of time for you to choose things. It shouldn't take too long to actually choose someone or to hire someone. You know, Gary Vee says that you should just hire quick and also fire quick. It makes sense. I don't know if if um, certain laws are a little bit bad in terms of this because I don't know. You know, I think in Austria it's like, okay, if you've gone fired, 
you still have somehow six months left or something or something left and or you get paid something you know either one of these tools and maybe even both of them and i don't know you know if you hire a lot of people and if you at least or in the end fire a lot of them i don't know if this wouldn't be just the best thing for your finances in your company but you know as i've said so often i'm not an entrepreneur yet and i'm totally not a business owner i'm totally not <laughs> and but yeah let's see um so what it makes is actually it compromises meritocracy and it holds back the person's per the person's personal evolution uh which is basically the thing that i meant by it's going to be toxic for the person as well not only for the company train guardrail or remove people don't rehabilitate rehabilitate them yeah <laughs> i can read uh, rehabilitation involves changing people's values or abilities people don't change that much best to assume their values and abilities won't change unless there is good evidence to that contrary resist the urge to find what else that person can do ask why someone failed and why that failure won't happen in the new in the new role the person may resent being back in a job they probably can't advance beyond Great people are rare. Think about how to keep them. Encourage them to speak up about how things are going. How things are going. Actually kind of true. And I actually think it is somehow an art on, on or off. No, on, on how to actually keep people. Because it's always going to be something different. And actually being like, okay, you know, you get a higher wage might not be the thing that a lot of people are looking forward to. Maybe some people want to have more time for their family, so more days off, or some people just, yeah. You know, there's a great story from Gary Vee as well. I just really like him. This is why I quote or sit him so often, um, because I think that he's just a very, very good person, and I think that he's very believable as well, because you can see what he has achieved, what he has achieved, sorry, and um, what he has done and how he is and how he acts and what his values are. And I really just believe in him. And I really just think that his worldviews and how he and what he thinks about is actually pretty fucking great. Uh, so, so he once had a problem with actually keeping an employee. And he also pointed out in this, I think it was a podcast. I do not always know because I either watch a video or a podcast. Most often, I guess, I'm just um, listening to him. Like, I'm just opening a tab and then I'm just leaving it somewhere while I'm working, which is actually pretty great. Which is actually very great because, yeah, I don't know. I somehow like just having some voices around when I'm doing something. I don't know. Maybe it's just kind of calming me down. I don't fucking know. But um, he said like, okay, you know, he had a problem with actually keeping someone. And in the end, uh, what actually just let him succeed at this was that he bought this person, uh, I think, two tickets or cards for a football or baseball game. And this was actually the thing that, that then kind of let this person just still be in a company. And I found that pretty great and pretty interesting because 
it is something so simple. It is just being kind and also just also, also knowing the person because you won't give them just anything. Like, I guess um, it is a thing with money. Like, if you are like, yo, you're gonna get a higher wage. It is like, okay, you know, you know, for example, or especially for the people who are actually having already a pretty high wage, they're gonna be a, like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I really don't give a fuck if you just give me a high wage or not. And this is then a problem. And then you just have to think about something else. And I guess it's getting pretty hard if you do not actually know the person, if you don't know what they want, what they need, what they just really enjoy. But, but I don't know. But I'm just also thinking that it is somehow pretty obvious if you just, you know, once in a sudden, just come up to this person and be like, okay, you know, here you're gonna have a fucking present. Please stay here. <laughs> I think, you know, this person will totally just understand it and, and just know it somehow, I guess. Which is nothing bad, I guess. You know, I think it's, it's not nothing... It's not something bad, but, but it could be. I don't know. But let's actually move on. Um, like principles so far, get your own copy for only $18, and that's less than $20 for a book that might add years to your productivity and save you from very bad decisions. Actually... This is one of the things that I've been thinking about. I don't actually know if it is actually $18, because it seems to be pretty fucking cheap. Um, I guess it's not, somehow. I really don't think so. But um, it is really like, you know, you're just kind of buying a book, which somehow includes a whole fucking life story of someone that is just really fucking successful for under 30, I think, you know, under, let's say 40 bucks, like, I don't know if there are so many self-help books or biographies or whatever that are costing more than 50 or something, I don't think so, you know, maybe there are some, maybe there are some special editions of, I don't know, Steve Jobs kind of autobiography, and or does he even have an autobiography? I don't know, I really don't. Or just of his biography. You know, for sure, there are going to be some special editions and some kind of secret, saucy things. I don't fucking know. But, but I think normally these books are, yeah, pretty okay, I'd say. Like, for sure, they're not cheap or something, but they are okay. Um, and also, um, I like the summary. How have too much time, have too much time, too much to read, you love my new book summary product, Shortform. Shortform has the world's best summaries of nonfiction books and articles. Even better, it helps you remember what you read so you can, so, uh, you can make your life better. What's special about Shortform? The world's highest quality book summaries, comprehensive, concise, and everything you need to know. Interactive exercises that teach you to apply what you've learned. Pretty fucking great. And... Um, Discussion communities get the best advice from other readers. Sound like what you've been looking for? Sign up for a five-day free trial here. I actually didn't know that the author of this summaries does actually have something like this. Pretty great. Um, your organization machine, which is actually the next chapter, it kind of looks like, because the headline is so fucking big. And consider your organization as a machine. Actually, something that he pointed out pretty often, but he's never kind of explained it. And I guess he is now. So a great manager is essentially an organizational engineer. 
They work hard to maintain and improve their machines, they worry about what can go wrong, thus they study how well the machine is doing with metrics. They can anticipate the results from different inputs of people, and they also anticipate that people are imperfect, so they design good results even with mistakes. A master manager doesn't have to do practically anything. Having to micromanage is a bad sign of improper machine design. A flaw in the machine's output is a flaw in its design or in the people. Which actually makes sense. Like, if the output, if the kind of product that some people are creating or your machine is creating is bad, you know, it's either because the machine is somehow bad or badly organized, that people through the company that you're having, which, you know, I hope that you... I guess, you know, that the machine is just a metaphor for uh, your company... Um, but if these people and or if the company is creating something that is bad, for sure, it's, it's kind of be because, yeah, the people who are working there are not perfect for the job or the whole structure and or the company itself is the thing that is making everything fucked up. Um, a flaw in the machine's output is a flaw in its design or in the people. Like a foreman, understand your tools, how people's values, abilities and skills differ and how they should be paired with goals. Also understand the process, the processes and problems around you around you to make well-informed decisions. Be able to do the job two levels below you. Actually something pretty pretty interesting, even though I do understand, and this was actually something that he pointed out before as well, I do for sure understand that it would be great that, um, that yeah, you can actually give some tips to the people that are working beneath you. It totally makes sense. There's nothing to discuss about that. The thing is, you can't always do that. You really can't. You know, for example, if you're having a marketing agency, you might be good at marketing, but you totally might not be good at just designing something and this also just really plays into just the success of a company and or especially some creative creative companies so yeah i don't know for sure i think you know you know with a lot of experience even though you're not kind of educated in in such a space or in spaces i think through experience and through working in this kind of area as a boss or as a leader for a few years i guess you're gonna have a feeling for what is good and what is bad and you're gonna just know what is good and what is bad or how the person or how you can help the person what is needed if there's something wrong um yeah yeah but but it's very difficult i understand that you should be able to do this but if you're in a marketing agency where everybody's some somehow doing something different like, you know, one per- person is doing the designs, one person is doing the fucking statistics or the metrics or uh, another person is kind of, yeah, working with the numbers and also your accountant, no fucking body or not all the fucking leaders are able to do the accounting stuff. It is pretty difficult and pretty tough and somehow, yeah, it's tough to say that, that you should actually be able to do the job two levels below you. It's not always the case. Sometimes it is. And sometimes it should even be the case. But often it's not. So every case should be viewed as training and testing your machine. 
discuss the problem at both machine level, why that outcome was produced and case at hand level, what to do about it. Actually makes sense. Like, I know there was a failure and no mistake. Why was there a mistake or problem or failure? And then what to do with it? You know, should we just, you know, let it be it? Or should we actually do something against it? And what should we do to kind of repair the whole problem and or do something against it? If you madly replace a broken part, it will break again. Keep looking up levels to redesign the machine if needed. It's actually great. And this is actually great if you think about the machine or your company as, as actually a machine or as a man engine or motor of a car. And when there's something is just breaking, chances are either that the, the part was actually kind of weak and broken already or rusty or something like this, or the machine is not working properly. And maybe just gonna have a look at the root causes. Like, maybe it is better. Maybe it makes more sense. Maybe you should just do it. I don't know. I'm just thinking, I'm just guessing. I am just assuming, but what I know that this is the end <laughs> is that this is actually the end of the episode. And I hope that you've enjoyed it. I hope that you've liked it. And I'm actually going to be able to kind of stretch the episode a little bit, uh, one minute to through one minute or with one minute to the 30 minute mark. But yeah, um, I wish you the best health, wealth, evidence and success. And I hope that you're going to remind yourself on how you're going to be remembered. Whether you're going to be remembered as a good person or as a bad person, the thing is, it is totally in your hands. It's not in the hands of your mother, it's not in the hands of your father, it's not in the hands of anyone but you. You're quite the only person who can change how people see you, what your legacy is looking like, and whatsoever. For sure, there will and maybe are people that are helping you in something, but not always. Really, not always. Yeah. Uh, I hope that you've enjoyed the episode. I, I totally realized that um, to the end of the episode, I'm just always getting a little bit, you know, kind of stressed out somehow. And um, yeah, a little bit kind of impatient, impatient. But yeah, I think just having a look at how long it's actually going to take or how long it's actually, or how much is actually left of the whole summary there is quite something. It isn't too much, to be honest. It really is not. And But yeah, thank you for watching.